Sunbelt Bulberts. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Today's episode brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, hopefully, everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. Uh, looking forward to uh, this week's uh, matchups, and uh, there's three big ones. We'll talk about that here in a second. We got a Week 13 preview. And I'll be honest with you, I'm still not clear on the whole what JMU was doing. Uh, they released a, a statement on Thursday. The AD did. It's very odd. Something else is going on to play here. The uh, feels like it was all about the money, which I don't really have a problem with, but it feels like it was all about the money as if, the kids wouldn't want to play in a Sunbelt championship. I guess that doesn't count. Uh, all right. So let's talk about these matchups here. Uh, week uh, 13, final week of the regular season. I mean, this stuff goes by fast, right? It is the end of November. We're going to be talking about the, uh, you know, playoff here like that. It's going to be the Super Bowl like that. We'll have the final four like that. It'll be the NFL draft like that. SEC and Sunbelt media days like that. And we'll be doing training camp, and it'll be Labor Day before you know it. Anyway, so it's week 13, and as we've mentioned a lot of this week, the Sun Belt already has, and we want to make sure we get all of this and get them all right. Try to do them off the top of my head, but better time spent not. Uh, there are eight teams right now that have qualified for a bowl game, and we're not talking JMU yet, all right? They they have to have somebody not qualify for them to get in. I think they will from what everybody is saying and reporting. Uh, but so far, you know, you do have the eight teams. You have Coastal Carolina, App State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State. That's four from the east. And then you have uh, Troy, South Alabama, Arkansas State, and Texas State. And that is four from the west. Uh, and as we've mentioned, you have three more ball games this week. All are at home, and none of them play each other. The Cajuns are at home against ULM. They say, you know, they say throw out the records. Usually, Louisiana is much better than ULM. At least it's been that way for the better part of the last decade. Not always. When I first came in to the Sun Belt in 2013, ULM was pretty good, and. They, they, I mean, ULM beat the Cajuns last year, so it is what it is. But ULM has had that tough season where, you know, they're, they're still playing hard, but they have not had a single score loss since they lost 21 to 20 to Texas State. If we go, if we back it up, last week was 35 to three against Ole Miss. All right, that's Ole Miss. They lost 45 to 14 against Troy. Okay, that's Troy. They lost 27 to 24 to 7 to Southern Miss. The week before 34 24. They have seemed to run out of a little steam where the Cajuns seem to be playing a little bit better, although they did lose uh, to Troy on the road. 
if the Cajuns play like they did uh, against Troy, they'll run away at least a two-score game. If they play like they did against Southern Miss and Arkansas State, then it's going to be one of those games. All right. Although they've lost all three of those, they played much better defensively uh, against Troy. They were much more aggressive. Missed a couple of tackles, and that's going to happen. The other team's trying too, but uh, they did a good job uh, breaking up passes. They had much tighter coverage. I probably tweeted out a couple of soft defensive uh, formations, but for the most part, I thought they did a much better job defensively. So if the Cajuns and Chandler Fields had a really good game as well, all right? And now you can see he's getting better, right? He's, he's thrown in there. You don't have any time to think when you're on the road and it's Arkansas State, boom. Then you're on a short week, maybe thinking too much against Southern Miss. All right, now you got 10 days to get ready for Troy, and it showed, all right? Made a couple of bad passes. One was picked off. But other than that, he played pretty well. Uh, all right, so we'll look for the Cajuns to win. In fact, we will think that may they may cover the spread. It is... It's 12 and a half. Yeah, I think they're going to cover. I think they're going to cover. All right. So that's one. So that makes it nine teams in the Sun Belt going bowling. Nine out of 14. All right. Then you have ODU, who's again, the over-under was one and a half. They've already won five. And they're hosting Georgia State, and Georgia State has gone in the wrong direction. So much so, ODU is favored at home, although only by two and a half. And Ricky Ronnie is, you know, following when, you know, the Georgia Southern mode, getting everybody to pack this stadium. It is not an easy weekend to do it, right? doesn't matter, you know, where you are. Norfolk is a little bit different because it's a bigger area than a lot of the Sunbelt communities that are on break for Thanksgiving, whereas everybody's coming home from Norfolk, for maybe other schools, go check out the football game. Uh, Darren Granger started out, a ball of fire for Georgia State. He has absolutely slowed down. Marcus Carroll had a fantastic season. His season's so good, he almost has as many rushing touchdowns as Granger has passing touchdowns. Granger, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. Marcus Carroll for Georgia State, almost 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. Uh, so he's still carrying on. I, I like ODU in this ballgame. I think ODU is going to win this ballgame. I would presume they, they do cover. We've seen that before, though, when it's, uh, you know, when you think it's a one-score game and we've seen teams win by one or two and, <clears throat> and maybe not cover the point spread that I needed them to cover, uh, and we don't go away totally happy. But I would look for ODU to win this football game. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We roll on. One more team has a shot. And this one, I just don't know. This one, I'm not quite sure of. It is Marshall hosting Arkansas State. And so Marshall has just not played very well over the last two months, right? They lost five in a row. They did beat Georgia Southern, and then they got blanked by South Alabama. Arkansas State took full advantage of whatever Texas State did last week and blew them out and scored 77 points. All right, defensive scores, kickoff returns, like the offense wasn't on the field like hardly at all in like a 10-minute span. But they've beaten ULM, they beat the Cajuns. I don't think there's any shame losing on the road to South Alabama. But let's see if they can take the show on the road and beat Marshall. 
to be honest with you, Arkansas State should win this ballgame. They're better than Marshall. All right. They are. Let's see if Marshall can step up. All right. Cole Pennington. Uh, Cole, Cole Pennington. Yes. Cole Pennington had a good ball game his first time out. Not so great last time out. So some of those that score against South Alabama had to do with his three interceptions. Let's see if they can run Rasheen Ali a little bit more. Arkansas State was good at stopping the Cajuns from doing that. Uh, let's see if Marshall can do this. I would. This is a coin flip one to me. We'll give the edge to Marshall because they're at home. And I think that means that's 11 Sunbelt teams that are eligible. And then you wait for Troy. You could have 12 out of 13. That's unreal. Or 12 out of 14. That's spectacular. All right. And that should get a lot of play when they announce uh, the bowl games uh, a week from Saturday, right? It's it's championship. Yeah, you do it after the championship games, right? <sighs> okay. Let's take a time out. When we come back, we'll preview the rest of week 13. We still have some good matchups and at least one huge rivalry game. And of course, the East is still up for grabs. So we could talk about all that when we come back. Let me tell you about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right, Dave Schultz locked on Sunbelt. Your team every day. We are over 800 subscribers. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. We're going to rock and roll. You know, JMU is, you know, with the basketball, JMU is off to an amazing start. The Cajuns have hit 18 three-pointers twice in a week. Uh, so we will, I uh, wouldn't be surprised, starting, you know, next week, transitioning a little bit into college basketball because we're off and running uh, with uh, that. Okay. Uh, the other ball games. This weekend, the big one, well, there's two big ones in the East, right? Uh, there are two huge ones in the East. You start off with uh, James Madison and Coastal Carolina. That's on ESPN2. Coastal Carolina wins that ball game. They are going to the Sunbelt Championship again. They didn't want any part of it last year for whatever reason. They, it was an early ball game. It may have been a little bit chilly. Uh, I don't think Grace McCall was playing. I think Grace McCall was playing. And then didn't want, and then he actually led them back to a little bit of a comeback in the second half. But it just didn't appear like they were interested in the game. I think they'll be interested this year. Tim Beck has done a tremendous job. Uh, he's playing with, you know, the third string quarterback and trying to figure out, you know, how to put together these, these game plans like Grayson McCall was hurt like a month ago at Arkansas State, right? One, two, three, four. He's missed already four ballgames. One, two, yeah. And we've gone with Jared Guest and Ethan Basco over, over the last uh, few weeks. So 
Vasco threw. Let me see who played in this ball game. Army, I guess it was. I thought it was Guest. Yeah, it was Jared Guest. So Guest is back uh, for a Coastal Carolina. Vasco was the third string quarterback, but Guest is uh, is back. I think I have that right. So uh, we'll see. Now it's not so much Coastal because Coastal is going to be up. How does JMU react to all of this? Right. They had this tremendous week last week. And everything was a win except for the game. And then it's, it appears the administration kind of let them down by, you know, talking tough and then backing down uh, by, by not suing the NCAA to get, you know, into a bowl game. And we'll talk about that in the third segment about what maybe this was all about and what it wasn't all about. And I could be wrong. I'm just, it's my, my opinion. You guys could tell me if I'm not quite reading it right. But how does JMU come out, right? You know, when they had the waiver denied in the week and Kurt Signetti went on Twitter and said, what are we going to do? He basically said, what are we going to do? We can either mope or come out and play the way we, we should play. Guess what happened? They moped. They didn't play very well. App State did. App State deserves credit. But, they, but, but JMU did not play very well. We'll see if that happens again. Wouldn't be surprised if JMU wins this. I got to think Coastal is going to make this a close ball game. I mean, Coastal lost by 7-2 Army, but they had strung off one, two, three, four, five straight ball games. All right. The last big-time loss, they had uh, both to the Georgias, losing 30-17 to Georgia State and 38-28 uh, to Georgia Southern. So I wouldn't be surprised if JMU wins. I am picking Coastal Carolina to a cover. All right, so that's a big one. And then, of course, the other one is App State and uh, Georgia Southern. Uh, last year, it was a tremendous game uh, in Statesboro. This time, it's in lovely Boone, North Carolina. And you have the East, uh, you know, up for grabs. Uh, if Coastal loses and App State wins, they are your, they're going to the, uh, Sunbelt Championship game. The problem is Georgia Southern has just fallen apart, right? They had that big win against Georgia State and have lost twice since the last two close ones. They got blown out by Texas State. Marshall, they settled for field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, and they lost at home to Old Dominion 20-17. to Not exactly sure what's happened with Georgia Southern. I'm going to think App State's going to win this ballgame. They're the ones that are on the line. Let's see the timing of these games. This one is at uh, 3.30 Eastern time, 2.30 Central. The Coastal ball game is at the same time. So those two are at the same time. They're both on national TV. How about that? James Madison in Coastal Carolina, ESPN2, Georgia Southern and App State uh, at on ESPNU. And I just remember, you know, Clay Helton, you know, whatever you think of him, he was coaching at USC. And he came down and he won the ball game last year for Georgia Southern. And it was just, I've said this a bunch, unadulterated joy. He was just so, I'm sorry to say, tickled to death to win that football game. And he tells the story. I went, I went, you know, I was in the middle of the field and I'm looking up at the stands. I'm like, where'd everybody go? And then he looked around. And he's like, oh, they're, so they're on the field. So I thought that was a great football game. Obviously a tough loss for App State. I think the Mountaineers get their revenge. I think. Uh, App State is going to win that ballgame. All right. Elsewhere, 
You have South Alabama and Texas State. Now, what do you got here? This is a good, this is interesting. All right. South Alabama gets their bowl game. They have not had the season they wanted to, but they were thrilled to get there for the, you know, bowl games don't matter crowd. Texas State, uh, they got there and then they gave up 77 points. South Alabama is favored by six and a half. I do not know why. Texas State is usually pretty good at home. The difference is when Texas State wins, it's not their offense, it's their defense. All right. When they won a few weeks ago, I think it was Georgia Southern, right? We were just talking about that game. When they won and got ahead in that ball game, it wasn't because they put up 45 points because they stopped them from scoring early on. And I think they were they were down like 10-7 and were up like 42 to 10. So if Texas State's defense shows up, they'll have a shot. I like South Alabama in that ball game. And Troy also on ESPNU, a lot of ESPN ball games for the Sun Belt this week. You got Troy against Southern Miss. Uh, Southern Miss, you know, has had a couple of wins and then was in the ball game against Mississippi State and let that one slip away. All right. I mean, it was 26 20. They got all the momentum and they only have about seven minutes left to go in the game. And bada boom, bada bing. Not only did they lose, but they did not cover as they threw a pick six with. <laughs> we won't go into that. Uh, Troy is a 16 and a half point favorite. They did not cover last week against the Cajuns. I thought they would. Uh, we'll see if Southern Miss plays tough. I think they'll play them tough for like three quarters. And then I think Troy will cover in the end. So I will take Troy. All right. I think we've got them all uh, this week. All right. Let's take a timeout. When uh, we come back, again, I'm still not sure what happened with JMU. We had Shane Metlin on my radio show, 103.3 The Goat. Uh, and we'll just tell you, we told you all the statements that came out, but another one came out on Thanksgiving. Very odd that someone's putting out a statement on Thanksgiving. We will do that next because I'm still not clear on what all went down with JMU deciding not to sue the NCAA. Time to tell you about game time. There we go. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, view from your seat, and the best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front, so you know what you're getting, so you know you're getting a great deal without those hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LockedOnCollege for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E. Lockdown College for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Lockdown Sunbelt, your team. Every day. There we go. Uh, we'll try that again. Dave Schultz, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. There we go. All right. So, so basically, they went through, and we could just do Shane Metlin's timeline because I don't understand it. They've had like three different statements. The first one was this was on Tuesday. JMU's president and senior administration, upon advice 
of and consultation with the attorney's general office and outside counsel decided to hold off based on the results of last week's game and the timing involved. The university is continuing to pursue all avenues to get into a postseason bowl game. Well, they're really not. And we said that because this was the only way to, to, to do that was to sue. Okay. I'm not sure about the timing involved, but we'll go further. Okay. An updated statement based on consultation with advice of our outside counsel, the loss to Appalachian State University on Saturday changed the landscape in terms of the nature of the timing of our legal options, including the diminished viability of a lawsuit against the NCAA. On Saturday evening, following the game, we consulted with Attorney General Mayaris uh, and his staff, as well as our outside counsel. And the consensus was that filing an emergency legal action against the NCAA was not a viable course of action at this point in time. University's focus now is getting the football team into a bowl game, and it appears that such a result is still a strong possibility. We could still file an action against the NCAA later if need to receive a bowl invitation. No, you can't. But for the time being, there was a strong consensus that proceeding with legal action did not make sense. The sentiment was shared by both the university and the Department of Athletics. Okay, so you can't do that after the fact. There's no way if you don't get in and somebody else did, they're going to take the bowl game away from somebody else. You got, if JMU wants to play the heel, go ahead and do that. And I don't think they want to do that. That may be why they sort of backed off. Maybe the Sun Belt, to me, Maybe the Sun Belt said, you know what? We've taken this as far as we can. We've played the, under the under the assumption, if that's the, the right word, under the guise that you guys were not eligible for the Sun Belt Championship all year. Whether you earned it or not, you weren't going to go. Everybody else has been planning on if they were behind you, the second place team was going to go. So now maybe we need to pull back. I do not know. So this is a little bit longer. We're going to read what? came out on Thursday. As reported Tuesday, James Madison University, the Virginia Attorney's General Office, and the university's team of outside counsel determined after last Saturday's game that the likelihood of achieving immediate injunctive relief against the NCAA had significantly diminished, and it was therefore not feasible to move forward with litigation to create an opportunity for the JMU football team to participate in a Sunbelt Championship game. The group relied on advice from the legal team, on what, on, on what probability the university had of succeeding and of the additional resources required to pursue the case at the time. Given the case centered around complex antitrust issues and would require an injunction, timing became an important component in the decision. In order for the Sunbelt Championship to be able to adequately, adequately plan for the championship game, a decision by the court would need to be made by Friday, November 24th at 5 p.m. The decision not to proceed was the consensus of the group. I want to stress that President Alger and myself uh, were completely united on each step of this evaluation as it, as it initiated weeks ago through our ultimate decision. President Alger is to be commended for his willingness to fight for our student-athletes throughout the entire process. Ultimately, one of our responsibilities is to make decisions in the best interest of the university and its students and to be good stewards of our university resources. <laughs> uh, he has been upfront with his intentions the entire time. I'm extremely grateful for his passion for our student athletes and the staff and his willingness to dedicate full resources to pursue all options. Okay. So that was the JMU athletic director, Jeff Bourne. All right. Again, I don't quite understand it. It just, it feels like no new year's day bowl possibility, no four to $6 million payout. It ain't worth it. So playing in the Sunbelt championship game, 
was, you know, an end to justify the means, right? We're going to be eligible for this bowl game. So now put us in the Sunbelt Championship game is basically what the Sunbelt said. We're following the NCAA guidelines. And, you know, if you're not eligible for this, you can't be eligible for that. They, you know, they should, if you kept on going and you became eligible for a bowl and not just, you know, the New Year's Six Day Bowl, whether you have one loss or not, if you went through with this, you still might have been able to get in the Sunbelt Championship game. That's why they were talking about, you know, filing this on a Saturday, which I didn't understand, but you certainly could have done it on a Monday and you could have maybe had this injunction on Wednesday or on Friday. Now, at the same time, I hear what they're saying. You know, they not maybe want to piss off the Sun Belt. I hear what you're saying. And the Sun Belt said, we're behind you because we could get this big payday and a lot of exposure when we're playing a New Year's Six Day Bowl. I guess that's it. But since that's been eliminated, so to speak, at least in everyone's mind, we don't know that for sure because, you know, everything's got to play out. But... It was, you know, what was the word used? Uh, significantly diminished. All right. That was a phrase that was used because they lost. So still not quite sure. It still feels like it was all about the money. It was never really about the student athletes. It was a little bit of grandstanding. Uh, it feels like, you know, the rug was pulled out from under them a little bit, a little bit. They did lose, uh, but it does feel like, you know, they didn't want to, they wanted to fight for a New Year's Six Day Bowl. They didn't want to fight for the Sunbelt Championship. When I thought they kind of wanted to play in the Sunbelt Championship and let the chips fall where they may. But they wanted to play in the in the New Year's Six Day Bowl, but the Sunbelt Championship wasn't even secondary. It, it, you know, it says it doesn't matter. So that that's a shame because they earned it. The players on the field earned it. Now, again, we've been through this, that the NCAA didn't change their minds. Nothing changed, right? They were looking for the NCAA to change their minds. So... As they say, it is what it is. It's it's a shame that it's come to this. We'll see if JMU can, you know, in this case, take it out on Coastal Carolina. All right. I, I, I know Coastal is going to be ready for it. We'll see if JMU uh, is ready for it. JMU sort of embarrassed Coastal last year. So, uh, and they weren't too shy about saying so. So, uh, we'll see. That should be a great ball game. And again, that one and the App State and uh, Georgia Southern game are all on the same time. All right, everybody have a, a fantastic weekend. We'll have a full recap on a Monday. All right, we may see a little SEC action here. We're here in Louisville um, taking my nephew to uh, UL, Louisville, and Kentucky is the, is the plan. We'll see uh, if that happens. Um, again, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. You've been listening and watching uh, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team, every day.